Hi, I'm Deepak Johnson. I'm an associate fellow at the Foundation for Agrarian Studies. I've recently completed my PhD from the Indian Statistical Institute, Bangalore Center. Hello and welcome to Season 2 of FAS Young Scholars Corner, a podcast series exploring research questions on agrarian studies produced by the Foundation for Agrarian Studies. This podcast aims to bring to fore the voices of young research collaborators of FAS conducting studies on various aspects of rural economies. All of them have made use of FAS data and or methods for their doctoral studies. The views presented in this podcast are based on research conducted by the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the Foundation's research findings. In the fourth episode of Season 2, we sat down with Deepak Johnson, Associate Fellow at the Foundation for Agrarian Studies, to discuss his PhD research on comparing rice incomes and rice production in Kerala and in the Mekong Delta region of Vietnam. So, Deepak, let me first ask you, how did your association with the Foundation for Agrarian Studies begin? My association with FAS started in 2015 when I joined for my PhD program. I was exploring my research on Kerala and while exploring different data sources, I came across FAS and I started exploring about the different village studies that FAS has done in the past. Ever since then, I've been working closely with FAS researchers on understanding the method of village study and to understand particularly the way in which household incomes are calculated by FAS because that is such a unique uh, exercise which no other research organization in, in India undertakes. So my association really starts from that period, but it became deeper when I undertook a survey in Attapadi in Kerala in 2018 with a team of FAS researchers to understand the socio-economic characteristics of tribal households. That was a first-hand experience where I learned about the type of inquiry that FAS undertakes in their village studies. And that really opened up my knowledge about the different variables that are involved in understanding the socio-economic characteristics, which had a lot to do with my research. Let's now shift towards your PhD. Can you tell us more about your research? My doctoral dissertation is titled Rice Incomes and Farm Policy, Case Studies from Kerala and Vietnam. Rice cultivation in Kerala has been valued for long and especially in the last 3-4 decades. Government intervention have also been enormous in preserving rice cultivation. But all these efforts have not materialized in preserving the land area devoted to cultivation of rice. There has been a consistent loss of rice cultivating lands, especially after uh, mid-1970s. And government and public have been concerned by this loss of rice cultivating lands. Now we know that there has been a lot of government support in preserving the rice cultivation. So I was intrigued to know more about why people cultivate rice in the current context and how much do they earn from it. There have been very few studies exploring the contribution of government support in rice cultivation, especially on what share of incomes that households derive come from government. For my particular study, I interviewed several rice cultivating households in the coal wetland region, which is a wetland of international importance. I found that almost 65% of rice income derived by agricultural households came from state and local government support particularly in the form of price support that was offered to the farmers more than the minimum support prices offered by the central government. So for the particular village that I studied in 2018-19, the reference period of my survey, 
each farmer received about 25.3 rupees per kilogram as support price of this price 17.5 rupees came from the msp which was centrally determined for all across india and 7.8 rupees was provided as a state incentive bonus by the government of kerala this is actually a very significant amount i found that this alone contributed around 89% of the total support that farmers received from government now this was one part of my thesis now the second part of my thesis was comparing this income and cost which i found in kerala with a similar rice producing region in vietnam and i chose the mekong delta for the reason that while kerala was seeing a decline in rice cultivation in terms of area in terms of reduction in production vietnam saw an increase in both area as well as production but their increased production was mainly contributed by an increased productivity so different regions but with similar agroclimatic conditions and even the socioeconomic contexts are similar in both the regions but two different outcomes in terms of rice production so since you did your field work both in kerala and in vietnam can you tell us a little more about uh, any differences you observed in terms of rice cultivation between the two regions i chose a village in the mekong delta region and using the same methodology that i followed in kerala which is the fas methodology i surveyed about 60 households in that particular village there are definitely differences in cost between both regions and part of it is because of technological innovations in vietnam in mekong delta mechanization was much more prevalent than in kerala but that does not explain the larger differences that we see at the level of household incomes between the both, both regions a major reason for the expansion of rice cultivation in the mekong delta has to do with the non price factors along with providing a basic support for regulating rice prices so that it doesn't fall below a particular threshold for farmers in vietnam government invested in research and development as well as in irrigation infrastructure from cultivating only one crop in 1970s the mekong delta now cultivates about 3 crops in a year that is they have 3 seasons of rice and that contributes significantly to improve household incomes for farmers the varieties that they developed through international collaborations reduced the growing period and made possible that 3 successive seasons were cultivated in vietnam such a situation is not present in kerala the preferred rice varieties in kerala had a growing period of about 120 to 135 days and in the particular setting in which i studied which is the cold wetland region they could not cultivate more than a single crop or more than a single season and this was a limiting factor in improving incomes for rice cultivating farmers in kerala how do you explain this contrast of gulf that exists has the indian government not invested as much as vietnam's government in agriculture while india had invested quite a lot in 1980s and pre 1980s for agriculture research and development many of the researchers have pointed out that public investments have dwindled after 1991 and this is most clearly seen in the number of scientists per farmer in indian population vietnam's public research spending is not very high compared to that of india and it has remained stagnant in terms of their share in gdp the number of researchers that vietnam has produced in proportion to the number of farmers have actually increased over the last 20 years in india the number of full time equivalent researchers in agriculture fell from 4.7 in 
per 100,000 farmers in 2000 to 4 per 100,000 farmers in mid-2010s. Now, in Vietnam, the number of full-time equivalent researchers in agriculture increased from 7.8 per 100,000 farmers in 2000 to 13.6 per 100,000 farmers in 2017. So last question, Deepak, does your research provide any insights into how we can change this current situation, how we can improve incomes of farmers who primarily uh, work within rice production? After 1990s, a lot of the focus has been on MSP and procurement. Now, remunerative income has been offered to the farmers by increasing MSP. While that is necessary in the current context, like what we see in the coal wetland region in the village that we studied, if you do not have a suitable variety which gives you a higher productivity and probably increase the cropping intensity so that more incomes can be earned, MSP can go only so far. So, investment in non-price factors such as irrigation, such as research and development, such as extension are important to improve farmers' incomes. This is a key finding that perhaps we should pay attention to at this moment because a lot of uh, current discussion is mainly on MSP and price support and has not been focused on these institutional and technological factors that improve farmers' incomes. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 4 of FAS Young Scholars Corner. Head to fas.org.in to access the first season of this podcast and the other work we do. For the next episode, we sat down with Sandeepan Bakshi, the director of the Foundation for Agrarian Studies, to discuss his PhD research on the history of science and Indian agriculture.